Hello, this is Pearls on Tuesday, where we aim to create and celebrate the beauty of ordinary moments in extraordinary ways. This podcast is entitled Understanding Our Quality World Pictures. My last podcast was entitled The Five Basic Needs and how they drive our behaviors. If you have not listened to that podcast, it would be helpful to uh, take a listen as we move on into understanding quality world pictures. We know that our behaviors are driven by our five basic needs, which are survival, love and belonging, power, freedom, and fun. And at any given time, our behaviors are our best attempt to meet one or more of these basic needs and to satisfy our quality world pictures. What are our quality world pictures? And we all have them. Our quality world pictures are found up in our brain. We begin to create our quality world pictures from birth all the way through death. Our quality world pictures do evolve and change over time. However, many things that we place in our quality world stay there for a lifetime. Our quality world pictures consist of people, places, things, and beliefs people, places, things, and beliefs. And these are the people, places, things, and beliefs that have great quality for us. And we use them on a daily basis as a measuring stick. We compare anything that we are given in the real world in the concrete real world to what we have stored in our quality world, which is in our head, in our minds. And if the real world and what we have stored in our quality world match pretty well, our scales are mostly balanced and we feel pretty good. We are content. But if what we are experiencing or getting from the real world does not match very closely or is in opposition with what we have in our quality world, then our scales immediately tilt and go out of balance. And we do not feel good and we do not feel content, and we will do something. We will behave 
to try to get those scales to come back into closer alignment so that we can feel better and more content. Sometimes the things that we choose to do in order to rebalance our scales, sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. But we will always behave in some way or do something when our scales go out of balance. And so this is how our quality world pictures help to drive our behaviors. It is important to understand how our five basic needs and our quality world pictures drive our behaviors, not just for ourselves, but for others, whether it is a significant other or a coworker or your child or your student. Understanding where behaviors are coming from what is behind the behaviors, especially those that we view as bothersome or negative or annoying or frustrating. Understanding where these behaviors are coming from allows us to respond in more appropriate, more positive ways and create stronger, more well-connected relationships. Let me give you a very easy, concrete example. One of the things that is in my quality world is a Pittsburgh medium rare steak. It is something that I love to eat. And when I have one that is prepared just the way I like it, I'm in heaven. So let's say that you and I go out to dinner and I order my Pittsburgh medium rare steak. And when the server brings our food and puts my steak down in front of me without even consciously thinking about it, I am immediately evaluating the steak that is in front of me in the real world with the steak that I have in my quality world in my head. If the steak in front of me smells pretty good, looks pretty good, if I cut into it and the amount of pinkness is just about right, then my scales are balanced and I'm loving life. And I am going to probably eat that steak with a great glass of Pinot Noir and enjoy it. But if the steak that the server puts in front of me does not match up very well to the steak that I have in my quality world, if it doesn't look quite right, if it doesn't smell quite right, if it's cold, if it's too done or too bloody, then my scales are going to immediately tilt and go out of balance because 
my quality world pictures aren't being met very well by this stake that I see in front of me. And when those scales go out of balance, I am going to do something. Now, there are a myriad of things that I could do and ways that I could handle it, but I am going to behave in some way. I may wait until the server leaves and I may lean over and whisper to you, this doesn't look like a very good steak, but I'm going to make the best of it. That's one thing I could do. Another thing I can do is throw my hands up, push the plate away, say, get this out of here. I am not going to eat this. This is not the way I wanted it prepared. I am not paying for this, and I could cause a big scene. Now, in my opinion, that wouldn't be a very productive, rational thing to do. But hey, sometimes we choose behaviors that aren't very helpful. I could eat it and not say a word, suffer in silence, not say a word to you, my dinner partner, to the server, or anyone else. I could kindly ask the server if she would mind taking it back and having it prepared the proper way and tell her, I realize you didn't cook the steak, but could you help me out with this? So there are a number of ways that I could handle it when my scales go out of balance and the real world is not matching up with my quality world. But whenever that happens, we are driven to behave, to do something. So when we watch someone that is getting upset, let's say you are in a store and you see someone absolutely losing it with one of the workers there, whether it is the cashier or a manager or the butcher, the cheesemonger, the florist, whatever. Our first thing is sometimes we feel embarrassed when we see people um, behaving this way. Sometimes we begin to feel a little angry that they are um, being so unkind to someone that is just working there, trying to earn their living and do their job. But what we can train ourselves to think about in these instances is, as you're watching this, you could be saying to yourself, that person has a quality world picture that is not being met right now. Their scales are way out of whack, way out of balance. What's happening in the real world is not meeting their quality world picture. And wonder how that can be reconciled. So instead of just thinking the person is a nut job, of course, they could be a nut job. But instead of just labeling them as that person's crazy, that person's a nut, we do have to understand that they are reacting that way for a reason. Their needs are not being met, whether it's survival, love and belonging, power achievement, freedom or fun. Their needs are not being met in some way. And there's some quality world picture that is out of whack. 
that is not being met in the real world. When I work with clients for the very first time, when I sit down and talk to them and open up the discussion and say something broad and general like, what brings you here today? What I am really listening for are two things. And they will end up telling me what these two things are in one way or another without even realizing that they're doing it. I am listening for, as they're talking and explaining how they're feeling and what's going on in their life, I am listening for what basic needs are really important to them that aren't being met. Like, say, love and belonging within a relationship or freedom or fun within a relationship. And I'm listening for what quality world pictures or picture is not being met in the real world. Is this person someone who has travel in their quality world? They absolutely love and thrive on travel and new experiences. And this is something that is severely lacking in their life. And if travel is in your quality world and something that you put a lot of value and stock in, and you have no travel in your current life, your scales are going to be slightly out of balance or perhaps even more than slightly. So I'm always listening for those two things. And you can train yourself to do that as well, especially with your children and students. When they're behaving inappropriately or showing you signs of discontent, you can ask yourself, what need is floating to the top for them right now that is not being met? And what quality world picture is not being met for them. I said earlier that in our quality world, we place people, places, things, and beliefs. I want to briefly touch on those so that we're clear about what they are. Obviously, people. Well, if I'm going to speak about myself, in my quality world, I have my husband, my son and my daughter, my parents, other extended family members. I have my nanny who is deceased now, my grandmother, and I have some very good friends. Now, I mentioned that about my nanny for a reason. My nanny and I were extremely close and in my opinion had a relationship like none other that I have ever experienced. I cared for her until her death at the age of 97 in 2018. And while she lived a long, wonderful life with no regrets, and I was able to be with her and take care of her as she began to decline with age, even though all of those things are wonderful, 
I no longer have the physical presence in my life of someone who was a huge part of my quality world. So yes, there are days and specific times when my scales are a little out, out of balance because I am remembering or missing a person that was a huge part of my quality world that I'm lacking now. And we all have to deal with things like that. As people go through the grieving process, especially early on, when they have lost someone who was a big part of their quality world, their scales are way out of balance and they're going to behave in ways that may seem odd or unusual even for them. But it is because what they're experiencing in the real world is not matching up with what is in their quality world. And in some ways, especially when we're dealing with death and loss, there is no way to replace that. So we have people in our quality world. And even if someone isn't, has not passed away, let's say, as I said, I have my son and my daughter as a big part of my quality world. If I am not in a good relationship with my son or daughter, if there is tension, if we're not speaking, if we're not able to see one another, my scales are going to be out of balance. And I am going to behave in some way to try to get them to level off some. Uh, I may begin to depress. I may um, cry. I may try to do things to improve the relationship. I may write them a letter. I may discuss it with other people. I may complain, which isn't helpful. I may go to therapy. I may decide to take medication. There, there are a, a plethora of things that I could do, many, many ways that I could behave. Some would be um, more beneficial than others. But when, our, when my scales are out of balance because an important relationship that I have in my quality world is not um, working well and my scales tilt, then I am going to behave in some way to try to make that a little bit better. So we have those people in our quality world, and that's how those people can affect our behaviors. Places. In my quality world, I have my home. I love my home. I love to decorate it. I love to garden. I love to um, be in it. I love to bring people into it to entertain. So when I am away from home for lengthy periods of time, my scales get a little bit out of balance because I I love being in my home and um, it's a big part of my quality world. Another place that's in my quality world is the beach, specifically the Outer Banks of North Carolina, where we have a home. 
And when I haven't been able to be there in a long time, uh, especially during the colder months when we don't make the trip as often, I really begin to miss that. And it does affect the way that I think and behave in some ways. Uh, things. Things could be your pets. Things could be your car. Things could be your jewelry. Things could be your coin collection. Things could be your, um, your job. Uh, just any thing that is very important to you and that you place in your quality world. When my grandmother passed away, I brought a lot of her things, furniture, um, crochet pieces, tablecloths and things that she made over the years, pictures, some figurines and, and things that she cherished. I brought those into my home when she passed. And those things are a big part of my quality world. They, com they bring me comfort when I see them. They bring back memories of her and my childhood and growing up with these things around me. And so if all of those things that were hers had just been given away or taken to a thrift store or sold, uh, I would feel a void. And so the fact that I have them with me and can touch and see them on a daily basis and use them as she did and enjoy them, my scales are really in balance with the real world and the quality world, my quality world where those things are concerned. And then beliefs. Beliefs would be if you have, let's say, religious beliefs, your political beliefs, uh, beliefs that you have about what is right and wrong and of good character, uh, those sticky topics like gun control, abortion, immigration, um, women's rights, uh, LGBT uh, issues. When we go through life, we create belief systems for ourselves. Yes, they are influenced by others, whether it's your parents or um, people that you had admired and looked up to or educators or whatever, but we collect and form beliefs along the way. Um, if you are someone who is, uh, who participates in a particular organized religion, and you model your life after um, the principles of this particular religion, and you teach it to your children, and, um, you know, it affects just about everything that you do, that is in your quality world. And when you 
come across someone or read something or see something on TV or whatever that is in contrast to that belief, your scales immediately tip and you get angry or you get upset and you're going to behave in some way to try to bring those back together. Same thing happens when you um, get information from someone or something in the real world about one of these major issues that I mentioned, and it goes against the belief that you have in your quality world. It causes those scales to tilt immediately, and we are going to um, feel discontent until we're able to do something to bring those scales uh, into balance a little bit better. So the important thing to learn here is that our behaviors are our best attempt at any moment to have our basic needs met and to satisfy our quality world pictures. That's what we're always trying to do. And when our needs aren't being met in the real world and our quality world pictures aren't being satisfied in the real world, then we don't feel so well. And we sometimes don't know why. So the next time you are feeling a little out of whack, uh, even if you just are perhaps irritable and just can't really think of why you might be in such a slumpy mood, you might reflect on and ask yourself, what need is not being met for me right now? And what quality world picture do I have in my head that is just not happening? I know um, during COVID, I mean, we're still experiencing COVID, but when we were homebound before a lot of vaccinations and booster shots and, and the like, when we were in isolation and I had to stop doing a lot of the things that I enjoyed doing, some of my volunteer work, having clients into my home, spending time with family and friends, going out to eat, going to uh, get a drink with my husband, um, just all the things that, that I enjoy doing in my life came to a halt. And I understood it and I knew why. And I knew it was in my best interest and others to isolate. But it really started to get to me emotionally and mentally. And, you know, I, I knew why. I knew that I have these pictures in my quality world of these things I like to do and people I like to do them with. And that is not what I was getting in the real world. I have a huge um, need for love and belonging in my life. That is my highest need. And to be able to be with the people I care about and visit and talk and enjoy ourselves. And that wasn't happening so it was no wonder that I was feeling the way that I was feeling. And I had to work very hard 
to pull myself out of that and keep myself out of that by finding some other ways to um, get my needs met and to be productive. So I hope that this podcast has been helpful. I hope that you will learn more about the five basic needs and quality world pictures. All of this was taught originally by Dr. William Glasser. I am certified in choice theory and reality therapy through the William Glasser Institute. And I hope that you have a great day and take good care of you and yours.